This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. Two of the sport's most respected fighters step back into the octagon this weekend to compete for the welterweight title. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys for Tuesday, February the 9th, uh, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We are uh, happy to be back for our second edition of the show. Uh, teamed up with THPN. Make sure you check out uh, the hockeypodcastnetwork.com uh, for great hockey podcasts, including this one, the only one from a betting perspective on the Hockey Podcast Network. Ian Cameron, along with Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy, ready to break down this Tuesday uh, NHL card with one uh, change that has taken place. Obviously, the Flyers and the Capitals were scheduled uh, to face off tonight in Tuesday night action in the NHL, but that game has been postponed due to a positive test with the Flyers, namely Travis Sanheim, uh, the defenseman. So uh, COVID issues continue to uh, be a prevalent and unfortunate story uh, in the NHL this season. But uh, as Queen once said so eloquently, the show must go on. Uh, that's exactly uh, what it, what we've got, and that's exactly the way you got to go about this. Game gets postponed. As a better and a handicapper, you just move on to the next one. See if you can find the edge. So uh, let's break down this Tuesday card and get it going. We'll start with the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Ottawa Senators. Back-to-back nights that these two teams are going head-to-head against one another. Uh, Edmonton minus 200. Uh, road favorites here. The total six and a half uh, shaded to the under. Uh, I'm looking for a winds of change in this game from a scoring standpoint. I know it was a uh, under last night, a very... Uh, I don't want to say tight checking because if you watch that game, there were a lot of odd pen rushes. There were a lot of chances for both teams to be able to find the back of the net, but it was one of those nights where unfortunately they weren't uh, burying those chances uh, and they weren't really uh, taking advantage of those opportunities. They were given some missed nets, you know, some, some pretty good goaltending uh, from both Matt Murray and Mike Smith last night. Uh, but a lot of chances just did not, uh, capitalized either team on them 
Uh, I think you're going to get that changing a little bit tonight, kind of like the back-to-back situation. We've seen some very distinct patterns, especially when it's the same two teams in back-to-back nights. These patterns haven't been, from a total standpoint, these patterns haven't been necessarily uh, as prevalent in situations where um, the teams have a day off or two days off between games playing each other uh, multiple times. But when you get the back-to-back, I've really noticed a emerging trend and emerging angle here where the first game of the back-to-back that is low scoring ends up going high, higher scoring in the second meeting on the back-to-back. And conversely, we've seen a lot of high-scoring games in the first meeting go low scoring and, and under in the second meeting. You know, and we saw that kind of with Carolina Columbus as well. You know, the first game went over on Sunday. They played back-to-back last night on a Monday. That game, the second game goes under the total in that 3-2 Columbus win. So you've seen these kind of patterns. I think in this game, you're going to get Miko Koskinen in net for the Oilers, who hasn't been nearly as sharp the last few starts in net. On the flip side, there's a chance you might see Marcus Hogberg for the uh, Ottawa Senators on the back-to-back. And his numbers, you know, Matt Murray's kind of turned his game around and played at least a little bit better uh, the last few games. You really can't say that about Marcus Hogberg. He's really uh, had a tough time in net. And when you look at the Oilers, their big guns have actually been held down a little bit the last few games. I think they're probably going to have a chance to get the back, find the back of the net and get uh, their get their offense going and probably finish a few more of their chances. So uh, I'm staying off the side in this game. Edmonton has completely dominated Ottawa. This year and going back 3-0 and already this season alone, head-to-head against Ottawa. Uh, I don't see that changing, to be honest. But at the same time, the value is not all that great to bet the Oilers here uh, in this spot. So I'm just going to go with the over here at 6.5, minus 105. And I think we'll see the uh, goals that maybe didn't uh, come to fruition last night. I think they'll have a better chance uh, of going in tonight. Alex, what's your thoughts here, Oilers and Senators? Yeah, it was a bit of a swing and a miss with uh, my best bet last night. I had the over two uh, in the first period of this game. This is probably one. I like the over here, but I'm going to wait and play something in game. Uh, if we see another slow start, probably can get a better number. Might be able to get a five and a half uh, in midway through the first. If there's no score. So uh, that's the way I'm going to attack this game. Like I said, uh, especially if it's Marcus Holberg and that he's one of the, the worst backups in the league. Uh, Miko Koskin, like you said, not playing that well at all. Uh, he's probably one of the worst starters in the league. So. Uh, this could be a back and forth affair, but it may not start off uh, with a bunch of goals. It could be, you know, a, a little bit of a, a slower pace and then things kind of get rolling in the second and third period. So keep an eye on this. I'm monitoring this totals trend the rest of the season with the same two teams and back to back. It has to be again. They play each other on this t- two nights in a row. It doesn't work for, again, days off between games, but back to back games. That's what I'm focusing on. I'm looking at the totals. I'm noticing early on, it's still early. Sample size still isn't you know huge yet, but we're seeing unders in the first game go over in the second game, uh, overs in the first game, and it goes under in the second game. So uh, that's part of the thinking here with this one. Jimmy, what's your thoughts? Edmonton, Ottawa. Yeah, guys. I mean, this game last night um, kind of went in terms of the over-under. It went the way I thought, but of course, my best bet was Ottawa there, so I didn't get that. But, you know, Ottawa's... Give them, they're scrappy right now, which, you know, they're going to be tough to uh, to gauge going forward here for the next couple of games, I think. Um, but at the same time, that is a, it's an interesting trend you're pointing out there. I'm going to pass in this game, but I'm definitely going to follow um, your observation there, Ian, of this trend. And, you know, if I was looking at it, doing anything for this, I would lean to um, Edmonton on the puck line, uh, but I'm going to pass on this one. 
All right, next up, we've got Florida hosting Detroit. Uh, the Florida Panthers, minus 200 home favorites, five and a half the total, shaded to the over. Uh, does anyone trust the Detroit Red Wings to win two games in a row? I'm not ready to trust them. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, but give them credit. Uh, and Thomas Grice has had a disappointing season. And we've talked about this on previous editions of this show. You know, you're playing with the New York Islanders, you know, for the last couple of seasons. And a Barry Trotz coached, defensive-minded, well-structured, solid, fundamentally sound in their own zone. That's the kind of team that was playing in front of Thomas Grice these last couple seasons. Now you go to the Detroit Red Wings, a very young team, an experienced team, very much a rebuilding project going on for Steve Eiserman and the Red Wings. And now all of a sudden you're seeing much more high quality chances, high danger scoring opportunities than you ever did, or right, more than you routinely did anyway, uh, with the New York Islanders. So that's probably played a part in the struggles, you know, of Thomas Grice. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings have certainly, uh, everybody's talking about John Tortorella, you know, benching a player because it's John Tortorella and nobody's talking about when the other coaches do it. Jeff Blaschel did it the other night uh, to Anthony Mantha uh, of the Detroit Red Wings, sat him down saying his defensive game hasn't been up to par, you know, and when you're a forward and he's a guy that's counted on for offense, obviously piling up points, scoring goals, uh, producing on the power play five on five, but you also have to pay attention as a forward to the defensive side of the puck, back checking, being in good position. Uh, you know, they always talk in NHL, coaches do third man high. You've got to be that kind of forward in uh, the defensive zone so that you're able to, you know, be in the right position, thwart an offensive chance from the opposition and turn that into an offensive uh, attack in the other direction. And apparently Jeff Blaschel wasn't thrilled about Mantha's play away from the puck. So that's why he didn't play the last game. Uh, Detroit is still without Tyler Bertuzzi as well, key forward for this team. Dylan Larkin's been great. I, that's the one positive you can say overall, even though this is a team that still only won three games on the season, is that Dylan Larkin has played well, nine points already uh, for him this season. Was named the captain, of course, in the offseason. Probably the obvious uh, you can't fault the uh, Red Wings for going in that direction uh, with him as the captain. So there's positives here with Detroit. But when you look at Florida, they've been very good bouncing back off a loss. I expect more of the same here from them tonight. And you look at Detroit, and, and uh, we were basically all shaking our heads, no, uh, do we trust them to uh, win two games in a row? And here's the reason. Detroit's one and seven in the last eight tries off a win. So there you go. Uh, one and seven in their last eight games following a victory, which tells you win streaks are very few and far between for this team. So I tried to find value with Florida. It's obviously way too big of a money line price. We're talking about Florida and the minus uh, 200 range in this game. So I've trimmed them down to a uh, minus 135 price here and took them in regulation uh, again, for those of you that are new to the NHL betting circles, that's also called a three-way money line, or you can call it a regulation line, where you have the opportunity to bet a team at a better price, usually a favorite. And as long as they win in 60 minutes and they win without the game going to overtime or a shootout, you cash your ticket. So that's the route I took here, Florida in regulation, minus 135. Alex, what's your thoughts here with the Red Wings and the Panthers? Yeah, I'm going to go with Florida on the puck line here. And this will be the first puck line I played all season uh, at plus 120. Uh, he said, you just can't trust Detroit to string together back-to-back uh, -to -back solid performances. And I think it's a Florida team. Uh, you know, they've won, they've won the eight, last eight meetings before losing 
this this last meeting. So this is definitely a spot here where I think Florida will really just kind of be all hands on deck, uh, take advantage of Grice. Like I said, just been playing really poorly as of late, one seven and two on the season right now. So uh, Florida uh, on the puck line is my play. All right, Florida puck line laying the goal and a half for Alex City. A nice plus price with that one. Jimmy, your thoughts on Detroit, Florida? Jimmy's on mute. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey, uh, I'm going to stay away from the side here, guys, but I am going to do a prop on this. Give me Frank Vetrano of the Florida Panthers to score a goal tonight. Um, he's been coming on a little as of late, not scoring as much as they would like, but uh, getting a lot more chances and uh, just read a little up on him and going with a gut feeling. So give me a prop on Frank Vetrano to score here tonight. All right, Frank Vetrano to score a goal uh, for the uh, – Florida Panthers tonight in this one uh, at a plus print. Yeah. Yeah. At a pretty good plus price with him uh, to score a goal. Tampa Bay, Nashville. We've got Tampa Bay minus 165 road favorites, total five and a half shaded to the over minus 115. Yeah. I made a mess of this game last uh, yesterday on the show. I recommended the over. I recommended Nashville team total uh, totally forgetting Nashville can't beat anybody good. Uh, it seems that way when they're facing an elite team, uh, it's hard to trust them. And Tampa Bay just shut them down. Uh, not totally unexpected, but I thought at least with Tampa Bay, you know, with the city being so excited for the Bucs and, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning players really got into it, cheering on the Bucs, and maybe they wouldn't be sharp uh, against Nashville. Uh, they had already beaten Nashville twice this year. Was there really going to be focused to put the boots to them again? And facing Curtis McElhaney, backup goalie, first start of the season, we thought maybe, hey, even this Nashville team that sometimes is uh, nails on a chalkboard, sometimes it's more exciting to watch paint dry than watch this Nashville team try to execute offensively. You know, maybe finally we could see this Nashville team step up and put the puck in the net. Didn't happen. One goal uh, against Curtis McElhaney in his first start of the season. I am not going to get into the trap of complicating things tonight. Look, Tampa Bay's just flat out dominated this team now three straight. Uh, Nashville's had no answer. Andre Basilevsky's had an incredible start to the season. His numbers against Nashville have been very good as well, long-term. Uh, very, very simple for me. Let's go Tampa Bay in regulation here, minus 120. I think they get the job done. So frustrating that I missed out on this opportunity last night to fade Nashville, you know, against a elite team. They just don't usually beat those type of teams, those type of quality hockey teams. Saw it again last night. I think we'll see it again tonight. So I like the lightning in 60 minutes in regulation, minus 120. Alex, what do you think? Lightning Predators. Yeah, I'm right there with you with lightning. Uh, like I said, minus $1.20 in regulation. And it's interesting. When you talk about uh, a city having a championship in a different sport, uh, and there's another sport going on, we've seen this happen in, in a couple of different instances. I remember this with Cleveland back uh, when they had their baseball and basketball runs. Sometimes that that momentum can be infectious, and, and you see a team go on a hot run right afterward you know everybody's calling it champa bay now because obviously the bolts are defending cup champions Tampa bay winning the super bowl the rays making it all the way to the world series so sometimes that momentum actually you know will work in a positive manner and the fact that they came off of this great win McElhaney getting a, a win first time he saw game action in 11 months uh you know if you've got your backup goal going for the lightning like he said that that just helps out vasilevsky it makes everything much smoother for this lightning team uh, once again, they scored on the power play where Nashville uh, is the team that they have the worst power play in all hockey right now. So uh, I can see where Tampa Bay easily wins this one, in, probably in the same fashion, 3-1 or 4-1. to So I'll go with them in regulation. 
All right, Tampa and regulation for Alex. Jimmy, what do you think here? Lightning Predators. Same here. Let's make it a hat trick, guys. I got Tampa and regulation as well, and I'm going to go with the over on this game as well. So those are two official plays for me. All right, Tampa and regulation, minus 120, and also over five and a half around minus 115 uh, in this game for uh, Jimmy. Uh, next up, Chicago taking on Dallas. We've got the uh, Dallas Stars, minus 150, home favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the over. Um, you know, we have a little, sometimes a chit-chat, the uh, ice guys before we start our shows, and I was having one with Alex. We were talking about how Chicago, you know, has definitely played some better hockey than we anticipated. They're buying into what the head coach, Jeremy Colleton, is selling right now. They've committed to better defensive team hockey. Uh, we've seen that. And, hell, they're getting some saves. It's amazing how all of a sudden, you know, you start to win games when your goaltender uh, can make a couple big saves for you. And, you know, it's been most of the season Kevin Lankinen, but let's give Malcolm Subban credit uh, in Sunday's win against the uh, Dallas Stars. Very, very impressive job uh, by him uh, in net uh, for uh, the Blackhawks. And, and uh, all of a sudden, and we know Chicago – Firepower has never been their problem. It's never been an issue in terms of scoring goals and finding the back of the net. But being able to play a little bit more sturdy and staunch defensively has definitely been a positive for this uh, Chicago team as they play Dallas. Dallas uh, hasn't necessarily looked right their last few games. Uh, you know, they were very fortunate, I think, to beat Columbus in the first meeting. They lost to Columbus in the second meeting. They obviously uh, fall to Chicago in the last game. This Anton Udobin story is bizarre being uh, kept out of the uh, lineup as their starting goalie due to discipline reasons. And it's like ever since this little uh, sidebar story has come to fruition and come to the forefront here for Dallas, it's almost like this distraction is thrown off the team and they've not played as well. You know, look at the distraction Dubois caused Columbus. Look at the distraction Anthony D'Angelo caused the New York Rangers. And I think now in the same vein, we're kind of seeing that right now with this Anton Hudobin situation here for the Dallas Stars. And uh, Jake Ottinger looks like he's going to be uh, back in between the pipes again for the uh, Dallas Stars. So, you know, Dallas has this little off-ice issue that they don't, you know, it's, it's a distraction. It's, an, it's just a nuisance that, that I don't think is always a good thing for team performance on the ice. You like the momentum I do that Chicago's playing with right now. So for me, I would lean Chicago. I'm going to pass because you got Dallas now looking to turn things around after the Sunday defeat. But, uh, yeah, I'm not in a rush to lay this price with the Stars right now. Uh, I can tell you that. Alex, what do you think, Dallas, Chicago? Yeah, it is an interesting story. The thing that I read about with Kudobin was that he didn't sleep well on Friday, and he slept in and missed his alarm for Saturday's practice, and that's the reason why he didn't even dress uh, for Sunday's game. But, uh, you know, Rick Bonus liked how Ottinger played in net uh, despite the loss, so he wanted to give him another start. And uh, I think this price is just a little bit inflated for them. So I like the Hawks here, especially if they roll with Lincoln. And uh, he said, who's been so far the MVP for the Hawks by, by a long shot. Uh, and the fact that he has emerged as a true number one starter, I think that's going to not only obviously just help the whole team, but it also helps Malcolm Subban, who's, you know, put together uh, good back-to-back -back performances. He doesn't have to worry about the pressure of being a number one goalie now. He knows his true role as a backup and he can fill in in those, those spots uh, and give him some confidence as well. So if you've got the goaltending, and we know the offense is there, uh, you know, I, I think this this might be a really good spot for the Hawks moving forward. I also like Philip Kurashev, uh, the young rookie, uh, to score a goal here too. I found that around plus 380. So give me Kurashev to score and give me the Hawks to win plus 130. 
All right, Kurashev plus 380 there. Uh, a big number, big price uh, goal scoring prop for uh, Alex with him and also like in Chicago on the money line. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like here with the uh, Stars uh, hosting the Blackhawks once again? Yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys. I don't like the way Dallas is playing right now, and I don't know if it's just simply because of the Hudobin benching here. I think there's some other stuff going on there with them. I think some other guys are battling injuries as well, um, and I like the way Chicago's been playing. I mean, you just look at it right now. Uh, in their last 10, Chicago is 5-1-4. and four. Uh, So four games that, you know, they lost in the extra frames, whether it be overtime or shootout, they're still getting points, and they're still contending with teams. They're, they're in a lot of games right now whether they're winning or losing. And right now uh, they've won their last two. So I'm going to actually go with them in regulation. Give me the Blackhawks. I've got them at plus 210 in regulation over the Stars tonight. Yeah, really good price on that Chicago uh, in regulation. And sometimes there's no harm doing that. There's uh, obviously you're going to – those bets lose if the team wins in an overtime or a shootout, but you take that chance for a better price. That's the goal. That's the objective uh, when you take a game, uh, a team in regulation. Uh, Jimmy going in that direction with the uh, Blackhawks here tonight against Dallas. Uh, next up, the last three games, they're all the late games on the West Coast. We've got San Jose uh, and Los Angeles. Uh, San Jose Sharks minus 120. Uh, road favorites here, total six, shaded to the under. It's definitely been a rough, it was definitely a rough two games in Vegas for the uh, Los Angeles Kings. They're happy that they are not going to have to see the Golden Knights for at least a little bit uh, after what happened in the last two games. Uh, Jonathan Quick struggling in net. Cal Peterson, I think, is the guy you got to go to. It's not He didn't have a great game the other night, but he's still, I think, been a guy that I've trusted more in net for the Kings. You know, they've actually had some pretty good offensive showings from the likes of Adrian Kempe's had a great season uh, offensively for the L.A. Kings so far. Kopitar has been putting up the points for the L.A. Kings. So there's been some signs of hope. I'm sure they're going to want to bounce back for two straight games or two straight losses to Vegas. On the flip side, you got the San Jose team that, look, I, I certainly am not taking them as road favorites here in this game. Uh, San Jose coming into the season, uh, my plan of attack for the Sharks was bet against them, bet overs uh, in their games. I thought this, I think still, San Jose has one of the worst combinations in the NHL of defense and goaltending. Any team in the NHL, they don't have a, a, a sixth defenseman that you can say, wow, I trust them to contain speed. I trust them to contain the skill uh, of opposing forwards. You know, I trust them to be in good defensive position. That's not Eric Carlson's game. Brent Burns hasn't been necessarily all that great in that role. Vlasic's been a pillar of strength on the blue line, and even his defensive game on that side of the ice has declined in the last uh, year uh, or so. And then you get to the goaltending. There may not be a combination I trust less uh, in between the pipes uh, than Martin Jones and Devin Dubnik uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks. So, uh, I actually think there's value over this total. Uh, I stayed off this uh, side uh, right now because the Kings are kind of, you know, wobbling a little bit, not playing great. But I think they can find at least some offense tonight against the Sharks. Uh, the Sharks are getting good contributions from Logan Couture. He's off to a good start uh, this season uh, for San Jose. Uh, they need a little bit more from uh, Timo Meyer. He's a guy that was really accounted on for some secondary offense. He's only got five points in 10 games, but... Uh, they are definitely happy with the uh, contributions uh, of the likes of Logan Couture gotten off to a, a good start this year uh, for the San Jose Sharks offensively for them. I also think they'll probably be able to score goals because they've been a little bit more trustworthy in terms of their offensive uh, game than their defensive game. And all of a sudden we've seen the Kings giving up goals in bunches the last few, uh, allowing four goals or more in three of their last four games. So I like this game over 
the total. There are not many five and a halfs out there, but there is still one uh, or still a five and a half rather at a couple of books. So make sure you shop around. There are sixes uh, as well in most places, but uh, try to see if you can find a five and a half. Even at six, I'd recommend it, but I prefer the five and a half uh, with San Jose LA over five and a half for me in this game. Alex, what's your take here with the uh, Sharks and the Kings? I'm going to go with the first period over here. You can get that at minus $1.20, uh, just laying one and a half. Uh, this is, both teams have trended well towards the, the over. Uh, Kings are seven and four. Sharks are six and four, uh, respectively. So, like I said, it's back and forth. These are two goalies you can't trust in, in Quick uh, and Martin Jones. Uh, and even though Jones does have good numbers against L.A. in his career, and, and the Sharks have done well against L.A. They've won 11 of the last 13 meetings. Uh, but this is not the same Sharks team. Uh, especially defensively and in goaltending wise. So I'm going to look at the first period over uh, and maybe jump in with something uh, for a live over as well. Except I'm seeing nothing but sixes on my end. So uh, I would like to get a five and a half. If, I, if it drops down, I would might jump into that, but I definitely like the first period over for sure. Uh, only laying a dollar 20. All right. Like in the over one and a half minus minus one twenty uh, in the first period for Alex B Smith. Um, yeah. I mean, LA is a, a side lean for me, but it, I remember backing them against Anaheim at home. It was off the road, and I thought they'd play a lot better than they did, and they were not very good. It was a stinker for the Kings in that game. So that's what gives me some pause here to back them tonight. So I'm just sticking with uh, the over with this one. Jimmy, what do you think, San Jose, L.A.? I, I'm, I'm thinking uh, that San Jose has become your new Nashville, Ian, of this season. Uh, last year, you didn't like the way the Predators played too much, and that was a team you tried to avoid as much as possible. Uh, so I'm seeing that with the Sharks, and I'm with you. I, I don't this team. I just I don't like touching many games that they're in. I'm going to pass on this, but if I had to, um, I would lean towards the over as well. All right, good stuff. Uh, and Anaheim, guys, too, Vegas. News here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys just saw this, but the Pittsburgh Penguins have named Ron Hextall as their general manager, and here's a big shocker. Hmm. Also, Brian Burke as their president of hockey operations of the Pittsburgh Penguins now. So that just came across the wire. Oh, wow. So I guess Sportsnet is out the window for him now. Yeah, that, yeah. that, 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 that job's out the, uh, uh, gone now. Uh, that's, that's kind of disappointing because he had that curmudgeon, uh, you know, oh, just that. That's funny is he's, he's hilarious, actually, when you listen to him. You, yeah. you wouldn't say he's saying one damn thing funny when you look at his face. It's like a stone face the whole time. You know, he's just got that, you know. Serious <laughs> look. I mean, that's what's classic about Brian Burke when he was on uh, Roger Sportsnet the last uh, couple of seasons is that, you know, he's actually a really funny guy and he's got some great stories, but you wouldn't know it by looking at his face and his facial yeah. expressions. He's I, I just like him because he's ready to kill somebody. Yeah. As a reporter, I like him just because, you know, I mean, I've been on the, I've been on the end of his wrath too. Uh, he's come at me in the past, but you know, we know each other pretty well now, but I just like the way he handles the new wave of media and the new wave of the NHL. And, you know, you mentioned torts earlier, guys, uh, with everybody down his throat about the benching of line A and then, of course, Dubar. You know, I, when did it become a requirement that coaches have to be nice guys? And when did it become a requirement that, you know, we have to coddle and enable young superstars? No, they got to earn their stripes just like the fourth liners. And that's what I like about Brian Burke is that he sort of keeps that attitude prevalent in today's sports media, but of course he's out of it now, but he'll keep, he'll hold accountability for sure when he's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't think the issue with, with Tortorella is the fact that he's, you know, trying to be not being nice to everybody, but it's just, there's always an issue of him with a player or two everywhere he goes. And it's just at some point you got to figure out. But is it an issue? Like, like Ian said, 
That, nobody's making an issue of Blasso benching guys, and that's not the first guy Blasso's benched. Nobody makes an issue when Claude Julian benches. Well, I guess they do in Montreal, but nobody makes yeah. an issue with other coaches. I think it's just that Tortorella is not nice to the media, and the reporters yeah. don't like him. They, they, they find him to be an asshole. They find him to be arrogant, and, you know, they have a point. But at the same time, it shouldn't cloud your your views of the job he's doing. And he's got to do his job, man. And last I checked, he's the seventh winningest coach in the last 10 years. And he's done a pretty good job with the Columbus team that's lost a ton of superstar talent in the past few years as well. So, you know, I don't know. Until until the coaching goes down the tubes, I, I just can't knock him. Yeah, I mean, when you, it's funny to me that John Tortorella is getting hammered across the head. The head for benching guys, benching Dubois, benching Lion A. And as I said earlier, Blaschel does it to Mantha, not a peep from anybody. You know, yeah. it's almost like, you know, where's the uh, outrage? Where's the where's the front page news about what he's doing or maybe what other coaches have done uh, in the past? We've seen DJ Smith from Ottawa already bench some guys uh, this year. Yeah. You know, we didn't hear much about that. It's Tortorella. That's why it's Tortorella is just a headline grabber. And, yeah. and he's an entertaining ca- character and he's had some flare ups and he's had some, uh, you know, combative moments with the media in the past. So we're going to blow up all those stories when he does it. And when any other coach does, benches a player, especially a marquee player, you don't hear about it as much. I'll just I always love him because he won me a lot of money when they beat Tampa in the playoffs. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's a, it's a combination of both. I think yeah, obviously his sourness toward the media uh, isn't going to, you know, do him any favors. But I think the fact that it's always, and it's always a superstar player or, or, or uh, impact player uh, that he's going, that he's clashing heads with. And, and the fact that Line already moved from one place where, you know, he wasn't really uh, feeling the vibes. And now if this is like the same kind of deal, then what, you know, is Columbus, Columbus going to have to make a move at the end of the season? Just and, remember and though, yeah, that's a great point, Alex. But I wonder too, both from both sides, Line A's and, you know, sorry to sidetrack here, guys, but, you know, Line A and Torch, right? Line A's up on his contract. Torch is up on his contract. So you, if you're the GM right now, you might be screwed because you got uh, two guys looking at him like, I don't really give a shit because I'm probably out of here next year anyways. Right. That, that's yeah. probably what's going on with them right now because yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see Columbus being able to afford keeping Line A. They're not going to give him the money he wants. And then, you know, Torch could be out too. So I, I think it's kind of like those guys might butt heads a lot here going forward or they might be in the same boat and unite. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely uh, question marks about, well, first of all, Columbus probably going to want to keep them, but whether they have the financial aptitude to do so, that's yeah. a significant concern uh, heading into yeah. the offseason with a guy like Patrick Lyon. And again, uh, no, that's okay. That's the great thing about this show. I mean, obviously our focus is betting, but when there's big hot button news uh, and uh, in around the NHL, we're going to uh, discuss that too. And certainly the Lion yeah. A benching. Uh, by uh, John Tortorella in the game last night against Carolina uh, deserves to be talked about a little bit. And Jimmy, with the breaking news just now, yeah. as mentioned, Brian Burke, president of hockey operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and Ron Hextall, the new GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins. How's that going to go down in Philly with the Flyer fans? Uh, the yeah. Flyer. That's like crossing <laughs> yeah. the floor in Parliament, you guys. That's like a Not liberal a going conservative. Hey, uh, COVID outbreak and yeah. Hextall gets hired by the Penguins all on the same day. Not to make a lot of COVID, <laughs> yeah. but just not a right. good day. Yeah, I mean, so that I'm sure Flyer fans are they're a little irritated deep down inside because Hextall is like beloved, you know, a yeah. Flyer fan, you know, great goal, one of their greatest goalies uh, in the franchise's history, tough son of a gun. How many goalie fights was he in? 
uh, in the yeah. co- in the course of his career as and well. Very happen. well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he did a great job. I still think that was a mistake when they fired him. I mean, look at the way he built that team back up. And uh, I mean, some of the defensemen he he was in charge of drafting there. He did a great job. He did a great job in L.A. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. that's a great hire for Pittsburgh. But guys, going back gambling wise to our whole line eight conversation, I think something to watch gambling wise now is how he responds. And, you know, to those goal props now, you're going to get a little more value right now. Could you look at it and say, OK, I can get some good value here for a guy trying to redeem himself and shut his coach up. That's something to keep an eye on. We saw Dubois respond the first time when he got called out by Tortorella. Dubois responded big time. But the second right. time, he, he said, I'm out of here and didn't even try. So, But that's something to watch gambling-wise to see how guys that are benched respond the next few games. Yeah, definitely. I, and Rostovic playing well, too. Certainly, I would think. Yes, Rostovic yeah. also. Everybody yeah. forgets that he came to Columbus in that deal uh, with the Winnipeg Jets. And this guy's now scored in multiple games. For the uh, yeah. Columbus Blue Jack. There's a reason why Lion is. Yeah. And there's a reason why Lion is stuck, you know, like glue to Roslovic on the bench. You know, obviously, they're two guys that played for the same team for a long time. Familiarity uh, makes the, uh, the transition to a new team easier when uh, you're going to that new team with somebody uh, from the team you just uh, played with uh, and makes the transition a little bit easier. So, uh, breaking news here on the ice, guys. See, we're newsbreakers as well. We're not only uh, NHL betters and handicappers. We're newsbreakers, <laughs> too. Of course, Jimmy plays a big part in that. Uh, two games left on the card, Anaheim and Vegas. We've got the uh, Golden Knights, uh, minus 215 to as high as minus 230 here uh, in this game. Total five and a half across the board. Um, what can you say about the Golden Knights? Rust, rust. Wow. My gosh, uh, what a great uh, performance from them. You know, the two games back from that shutdown, nine days without playing, and they don't look like they were affected one iota uh, by it uh, as they take care of business twice in a row against the LA Kings. Uh, I would expect them to beat Anaheim here as well. Uh, Anaheim offensively continues to struggle, and Ryan Getzlaff, too, probably not going to suit up as well for the Ducks tonight as he battles injury. And it's just, you know, there's it's a paper-thin forward group. I mean, you don't see anyone on this uh, roster right now that can consistently find uh, the back of the net for the Ducks. It continues to be a problem. A lot of their games, they've been held below three goals uh, this season. It's not going to get any easier for them. So I don't want the dog. Obviously, it's well-priced with Vegas, so don't see a lot of value in their side either. So this is a pass for me uh, getting involved in this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Anaheim versus Vegas? I'm going to take a shot with Vegas team total over three and a half. You can get around uh, plus 110 or even money. Uh, he said there's just no rust, no slowdown with this Knights team at all. Uh, and and the Ducks, you know, I feel like we're going to see a stretch with them, kind of like what we, we've seen with the Islanders, even though the Islanders got the win last night. But what I was mentioning in yesterday's episode about how they've had to be so defensive-minded, they don't have that support offensively that they start to wear down a bit. Uh, you know, Gibson can't do it all night after night. Uh, he starts facing 35, 40 shots game in and game out. That could be an issue. And if he wears down, the Ducks are in deep trouble. So I'm going to go with Vegas team total over for this game. All right. Like in Vegas team total over the three and a half here for uh, Alex B. Smith. Jimmy, what do you think? Ducks, Golden Knights. Well, like you guys said, man, I mean, they just blew that rust theory right out of the water. Uh, good on Pete DeBoer and good on the Vegas Golden Knights there. And, you know, coming into the season, guys, they, they were a team that I thought was maybe getting a little too much hype, both in gambling circles and in, in media circles as well. And they, you know, what they just did coming off that break, that unplanned break, 
where you have to sort of make shift. Am I going to practice today? Give the guys the day off. How do I handle it? Coming out of that, the way they have, I think cements to me right now that they are a legit cup contender. Give me Vegas on the puck line here. All right, Vegas puck line, minus one and a half for Jimmy. Uh, laying the goal and a half with the uh, Golden Knights. And uh, yeah, they're a, they're a tough team to stand in front of right now. Uh, there's yep. no question about that, especially on this home ice here at, at T-Mobile Arena where they've played extremely well. Uh, next up, final game. It should be a good one. Winnipeg taking on Calgary. Uh, these teams have played each other a lot. Speaking so we've seen Dubois. familiarity three games in a row last week uh, in Winnipeg with these two teams. And, and now we're going to see them uh, face off again tonight in Calgary. We've got the uh, Flames, minus 135 home favorites, total six shaded to the under. I think this is a Pretty decent spot for Calgary. They they struggled against Winnipeg last week. They bounced back to beat Edmonton uh, over the weekend in that six four victory, that Battle of Alberta. It was a exciting game. It wasn't didn't have the uh, didn't have the physicality and the and the fights and the line brawls that people expected, but there was still some nastiness. It was a torrid pace that game was played at, uh, and Calgary got their offense going. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau's had a very strong bounce-back season. Kudos to him. He knew he wasn't good enough last year. Anybody could see it, uh, and he's really made uh, a positive improvement in his game so far this season for the Flames. However, the one thing that's keeping me off Calgary here tonight is Winnipeg's played pretty good. Again, they played well against Calgary last week. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the much-anticipated debut of Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, for the Winnipeg Jets tonight, expected to make his a Winnipeg a debut and be in the lineup. Uh, Paul Maurice is like uh, looking like he's going to start him maybe a little bit lower uh, in the lineup right now tonight uh, in this first game. But nevertheless, get his feet wet. You know, in a game situation, you would think you know that's going to the Winnipeg Jets as well, being able to get him on the ice and in the lineup uh, for the first time here tonight against the Calgary Flames. And to be honest with you, in terms of the price here. I probably only had this game around minus 115 to minus 120 on Calgary. I was a little bit surprised, especially given the way it's not like Winnipeg's played bad hockey. They've been solid. They beat Calgary uh, two of the three games last week uh, against the uh, Flames. You could argue the Jets got outplayed at times in some of those games, and that's probably there's some truth to that, no question. But the, the Winnipeg Jets, two of those three against uh, Calgary, and you know with Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, making his debut for the Jets tonight, probably going to get put everybody put a little pep in their step, uh, so to speak, for this game. It looks like right now they're going to put Pierre Luc Dubois. You talk about the center ice position now oh. and how incredibly solidified it is now for Winnipeg with the Dubois acquisition. They are looking at lining up a top, or I'll, actually, I'll throw the fourth one in there, Lowry, because he's pretty good right. as well. And he's actually had some offense this year, he's gotten the offense going. Yeah for the Winnipeg Jets this year. This has been the best start he's had to a season offensively. You know with Lowry, you're going to get the face-off percentage wins. You're going to get the penalty killing, the defensive side of the puck. He's going to be excellent in that regard. He's a great defensive center iceman, no doubt about that. But now he's actually starting to chip in offensively. And when you look now at this top four centers, uh, one, line, one through four for Winnipeg, Mark Scheifele, Paul Stastny, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Adam Lowry. That's pretty damn good. I mean, that's a nice little quartet of centers that you've got now on this Winnipeg Jets team tonight and moving forward. So look out for Winnipeg. The price is just 
not what I was hoping for with Calgary. And I'm not sure I want to rush to fade Winnipeg right now, especially with Dubois' debut taking place. So it's a pass for me on the side with a small lean to the over because I do think, again, his emergence on this team might get Winnipeg's pace ramped up. They want to be aggressive, put on a little bit of a show offensively tonight in Dubois' debut. So I think I'll make that an official play. It'll be a smaller bet for me, but I'll go with the over pass on the side for me with this one. But I'm excited to tune in and watch it here, Jets and Flames, and see how Dubois plays in his first game as a Winnipeg Jet. Alex, what do you think, Winnipeg versus Calgary? Like I said, these two teams have gotten familiar with each other, and obviously it goes back to uh, that playoff series you know, in the bubble last year as well. Uh, it feels like it's going to be a back and forth one. So I like the regulation draw here at plus 300. And what that means for those of you who may not be, you know, new, like, you know just new to the betting circles is that we talked about the 60 minute line of the three way line. Uh, you'll see a draw posted usually around the price between plus 280 up to as high as 320. And what that means is the game going into overtime. So sometimes you can also find this prop as will the game go to overtime? Yes or no. Uh, and it'll be listed around the same price. So, uh, I think this could be a back-and-forth battle, and I think we'll see this one go past 60 minutes. So uh, give me the regulation draw at plus 300. All right, that's the uh, Calgary Winnipeg-Calgary or Winnipeg Calgary draw, uh, plus 300 uh, in this one. So as Alex said, the game goes to overtime. That bet cashes. Uh, it's as simple as that when you bet the uh, draw uh, option uh, on the three-way money line. Now, some books, you can bet the draw option. There's actually some books that actually offer the overtime prop will the game go to overtime so that's the other way uh, you could bet that yes or no so uh, depending on the sports book uh, would be the way you would place that bet if you uh, want to take a chance with the game uh, going to overtime jimmy what's your thoughts here with the jets and the flames well great minds think alike alex i love the draw on this game and i also like the over a lot too i think both teams uh, are really starting to find the back of the net and you know you mentioned Gaudreau and the season he's having but there's other guys chipping in as well lindholm there as well in Calgary, they're, they're lighting it up. And now you add Dubois to that team, and great point by you, Ian. I, I can't name a team that's deeper up the middle than the Winnipeg Jets right now. I I, I mean, you t- you take them up against anyone, not just in their division, anyone across the league, I say they're the deepest up the middle. So um, I like the draw, and I like the over in this game. All right, the draw and the over for uh, Jimmy Murphy with uh, Calgary uh, and Winnipeg. I spread the, uh, the final game Sorry. on yeah. – <laughs> Final game on this uh, Tuesday card. So that's it. That's going to wrap up our Tuesday breakdown. Uh, We're getting used to things here with the uh, Hockey Podcast Network, our newer uh, version uh, of the Ice Guys show, uh, definitely. Uh, Before we get to best bets, uh, public service announcement, make sure you check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app uh, and make sure you use the sign up for an account. First of all, do that. Use the promo code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. And when you're there, you know, bet the over in the L.A. Lakers-Denver Nuggets game. That's an option you have. It's going to be a big NBA matchup coming up on Sunday. You'll be able to boost your bet if you do get involved with that game. Uh, so, again, you get a great deal signing up with sports uh, with DraftKings, the Sportsbook app. And, again, use the promo code THPN uh, to get involved with that Uh uh, we are in partnership with the Hockey Podcast Network with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And speaking of that, we're going to be doing some educational how-to videos in terms of NHL betting. Uh, we'll be recording those uh, in the next couple of weeks, too, because we understand we're talking to an audience that is just learning. You know, uh, there's going to be some, some people that are new to betting sports, new to betting NHL, and we want to help them out as well. Uh, understand, you know, the different types of bets you can place, you know, money lines, totals, props, different prop bet, bets you can make. Uh, so definitely 
Uh, we will be doing some uh, videos and some educational, just informational uh, NHL betting basics uh, type of stuff in the next coming uh, couple of weeks here. We'll be recording those here, uh, the Ice Guys crew, uh, and hopefully you'll find it informative and helpful for you, especially if you're new uh, and not as familiar or experienced betting sports or betting the NHL. It's definitely something that will help you out uh, in the future for sure. So uh, we're looking forward to recording those as well. All right, before we call it a show, as always, wrapping it up with best bets. Hopefully for us, it's a slump buster day when it comes to the best bets. It was took one on the chin last night with them, but uh, we'll see what Tuesday has to offer in terms of best bets. Alex, we'll start with you. What's your Tuesday best bet? You know, this team is playing way better than we all thought they would. And, and you know, the guys in the locker room, the, the quotes are coming out saying that, you know, they're buying into the system of Coach Jeremy Calden and, and uh, things are just moving well for the Hawks right now. So I'm going to go with Chicago plus 130 is my best bet. Uh, he said the offense is clicking. They're finally getting some solid goaltending. Uh, and the way that Dallas is playing, I've lost four of the last five. Uh, this is a prime spot for the Hawks uh, to take another game down there in Dallas. All right, Chicago plus 130. Best bet for Alex B. Smith, Chicago Blackhawks against the Dallas Stars. Jimmy, what's your best bet? My best bet, guys, is going to be the one we just finished off with there. I'm going to do the over in that Winnipeg-Calgary game is my best bet there. And, uh, you know, some more, but rather horribly un unfortunate news, guys, breaking across. Now, I don't know if Alex has seen this, but uh, shooting at a health clinic uh, close by to Minneapolis in Buffalo, yeah. Minnesota. So, you know, thoughts go out to them, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – yeah, it's uh... – is that close well, to you, um, Buffalo, Minnesota? Buffalo's a little bit. A little yeah, farm in St. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. They, they're they keep saying St. Paul police are reporting. I'm like, it didn't seem that close. Yeah, it, it's a little it's a little bit of a stretch. But, but yeah, that's it, been the breaking news, like I said, for about an hour now. It was a, uh, a couple of different things, that incidents that happened. There was also a bomb uh, scare as well involved in that. So, uh, yeah, just really, really kind of chaotic stuff that's coming in the, in the last hour with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thoughts and prayers to anyone involved uh, in, in that awful news, uh, to be sure. So, Jimmy, uh, Calgary, Winnipeg over six for yeah. uh, his best bet. Uh, mine, I'm going with a total as well tonight um, with the uh, San Jose game. We're going to go to San Jose, LA over five and a half, minus 126 is out there at Bet Online, among other books. So, uh, make sure you uh, shop around for five and a half if you can find it. If, if it's six, at the book that you bet, that's fine too. I would still uh, take it at that number as well. Uh, San Jose, Los Angeles, over five and a half. That is going to be my best bet for the Tuesday, February 9th NHL card. And that wraps up another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Make sure you check that website out. Great NHL podcasts for uh, every team, including, of course, our podcast here, breaking things down from an NHL betting perspective. For Alex B. Smith, and Jimmy Murphy. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Cash some tickets on the ice. Enjoy the games and good luck. We will see you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys. Ice Guys.